You might not even know what a processional is, but in my experience, about eight out of 10 couples have one. So the processional is when certain people enter the ceremony space, typically down an aisle that's formed between the assembled guests in a specific order to mark the beginning of the wedding ceremony. A processional can include the couple getting married, their wedding party, significant family members like parents or even grandparents. And in the States, the officiant gets a go with their very own entrance. Really, there are no limits, but I suspect that most people like to keep the number as low as possible so the rest of the guests aren't waiting forever for the thing to start, right? A question that I'm hearing more and more in my role as a marriage celebrant or officiant for my US friends over the past few years is, do we have to have a processional like at all? And the short answer is no, you don't have to. And in fact, unless you're getting married by religious rites, R-I-T-E-S, there are very few things you actually have to do in your wedding ceremony, at least here in Australia, in a civil or non-religious ceremony, which is officiated by a Commonwealth registered marriage celebrant like me. But this is also where many engaged couples get stuck. What is the alternative? How can we make it our own? And what does that even look like? These are all bloody good questions. So today I'd love to teach you what a typical processional might look like in a non-religious wedding ceremony here in Australia, why you might want to change it up or skip it all together, and what you could do in this instance, who you can include, and who you might want to avoid. I'm looking at you, children under five and animals, and how you can do it in a way that you actually look forward to and feel comfortable with including some ideas and tips for those nervous or awkward types. And make sure you listen to the end for my story about one of my brides who took my advice about her processional literally and created the most incredible atmosphere ever. I've remembered it for years. Let's get stuck into it. Unbridely is a community of pro-wedding vendors who believe in freedom and integrity in weddings, giving you options, solutions, tips and tricks to create the experience and memories that you and your fiancé really want and deserve. Because we believe that weddings are a team sport. With how-tos, stories and interviews with recently married couples, we find out what went right and what they'd change if they could go back and do it all over again. I'm Camille and welcome to the Unbridly podcast. Hey, lovely. So great to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. Just quickly, while I remember... I've got a huge episode of the Unbridly podcast coming up at the end of October with Amy Parfit and Melanie McBride, the gorgeous founders of Wedshed and Gravy Wedding Registry, which I spoke about in episode 50, about the how and why micro weddings are becoming increasingly popular and some of the pros and cons too. And they have also generously offered you the chance to win one of five of their brand new books, Get Wed which is, and to quote, the wedding planning Bible to help you navigate everything from budgets to venues, traditions to vows, and run sheets to vendors to plan a wedding that says, this is us. So make sure you subscribe to the Unbridly podcast on whatever platform you're listening on now so you don't miss this interview. And jump on over to the Unbridly Instagram account too so you can grab yourself a chance to win one of their Get Wed books as soon as they come out. 
But for today, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start of your wedding, usually, but there are always exceptions, of course, the processional. You might have already been to weddings where the parents, the wedding party, including a flower girl or page boy, and one of the parties to the marriage walks down an aisle of some sort, accompanied by some live or recorded music, which signals the start of the ceremony. In a typical Australian non-religious wedding ceremony, the order of the processional varies a little on what I understand the US expects in a traditional processional. So for us, generally, we have one partner of the marriage, let's say, for example, the groom, if there is one, waiting with their wedding party, for example, the groom's party, standing at the altar or ceremony space with their celebrant, waiting for the other partner, for example, the bride, to make their entrance. Out of the 950 plus ceremonies that I've conducted, most would have either a flower girl, page boy, children or pet enter first, followed by the entering person's wedding party, so for example, the bridesmaids, followed by the person getting married, escorted by their father, parents or on their own. There can also be the addition of the mother of the bride being escorted by the brother of the bride or one set of parents or both sets of parents walking down the aisle together before anyone else or even grandparents starting the processional. It really is up to your interpretation and your family dynamics and expectations too. But my golden rule is if someone is not really wanting to participate in the processional, please think twice before you make them. It's uncomfortable as fuck for them. It's uncomfortable for your guests and it puts your future relationship with them in jeopardy too if they're absolutely freaking out. It's just not worth it. So we really want to make sure everyone wants to be a part of this. And now with the introduction of marriage equality across many countries around the world, Engaged couples have really started to question if a traditional processional is what they want to do. Many want to create a way that both of them are equal and can enter their ceremony feeling seen, appreciated, and with keeping their individual values intact as well. So some of these variations include both people entering the ceremony together or with their pet, like Tim and Simon and Malibu from episode number two or having two aisles with both partners, either alone or escorted by their parents, and they come down those two aisles at the same time to meet each other at the front. So a note on that one, you're going to need two photographers and or videographers to capture this effectively. Or exactly the same, but one at a time. So with Gavin and Chad, they had their wedding party come down the aisle, and then themselves and their parents. And then the next partner's wedding party came down, and then he came down with his parents. So you can do it one at a time like that. Or you could do rock, paper, scissors to choose who gets to walk down the aisle first, just like my couple Aaron and Ben. Or as with Sam and Cassie, they alternated wedding party members. So Sam's first wedding party member went down, then Cassie's, then Sam's, then Cassie's, etc., walking down the side of where their guests were gathered to the front and only doing their recessional down the centre aisle when they were married. The biggest message I like you to remember today is you don't have to do anything you don't want to. So let's chat about the why. 
Here at Unbridly, we love to challenge every traditional aspect of weddings because it's your choice. It truly is. Whether or not you even want to participate in the values, history and norms that those rules or traditions perpetuate, indicate or represent, it's really up to you. And only you will know. It all comes back to the concept of your wedding being like a mini version of your married life. What do you both stand for? What's important to you? So for many, the idea of walking down the aisle on their own with each other or being escorted by a family member or close friend is all they've seen before and the only thing that's deemed acceptable by their family and or friends. But what I want you to ask yourself is why? Is that because your family comes from a particular religion where these processionals are part of a church ceremony? Is it because that's what you've seen in movies and you couldn't even imagine anything different? Or is it because you think it's super romantic, a rite of passage and a moving and beautiful beginning to your ceremony? You know, that moment when you first lock eyes with your fiancé. Now, all of these are totally valid, of course. But I guess what I'd love you to at least consider is that the way that things have been done in the past needn't be the way we do them forever if it doesn't work for you. So what are the potential problems or issues with the traditional processional? So number one, you might have a complicated relationship with your parents and you don't feel comfortable walking down the aisle with one or both of them. Number two, you might have a dad and a stepdad and can't work out how to be fair to both of them. And if this is the case for you, be sure to listen to episode number 37, Tegan and Rowan, Hard Family Conversations and Spending Your Money on What Matters. Tegan had this exact issue and has some great thoughts about how to work through this problem of dad versus stepdad. Let's face facts. You've always been the planner and the organiser, and your fiancé's eyes glaze over a little when you start talking about the details of your wedding day. But you really need someone to share this all with, to bounce ideas off, and someone who's not going to ruin the surprises, but also be supportive and maybe even offer a different perspective. So when you're needing to get a second opinion about your bridesmaid, your in-laws, or your first dance song, Unbridly Couples is your safe space. Unbridly hosts a private Facebook community where modern engaged couples can share ideas, chat and solve problems and generally just get freaking excited about their wedding. We also have a curated list of experienced wedding vendor professionals in there to offer suggestions and tips, insight into how to get the most out of your big day. But with no unsolicited DMs or pushy sales tactics. It's just not what Unbridly is about. So you can search for the Unbridly Couples Group on Facebook or just click on the link in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Number three, you might not love the idea of being escorted down the aisle at all because you're not a piece of property. And generally, well, nine times out of 10, you can walk perfectly well on your own. Number four, You might have a large wedding party but don't want a processional that takes forever. And so in this case, you might want your entire wedding party to enter as a group before you or have your entire wedding party at the front, ready to go. They don't have to walk into music. They don't. Or number five, you might be freaking out 
about the thought of everyone staring at you and you develop this red rash that climbs up your cheeks just visualising it. And all of these are very common reasons to not be excited about your processional. But when it comes down to it, all you really need to do to start your ceremony is to be present wherever the ceremony is taking place, right? Just physically be there and be ready to go. It doesn't need to be an arrival as such. And for those wanting to completely skip the fanfare and unwanted attention of walking down the aisle, this is the very best thing for you. I call it the welcome and warm-up approach. This is where you and your fiancé would both be present, already there, to greet your guests when they arrive. So no hiding away at the back somewhere and no worrying about anyone seeing you before the ceremony. You could be there, together, as equals, as if you were welcoming your guests for any other celebration and have some pre-ceremony drinks, half an hour is ideal, any more than that can be problematic to get everyone's attention. And then your celebrant or officiant can just give everyone a five-minute warning that you're about to start. You could have a chosen song that would indicate that the ceremony is beginning. Your guests then gather and or take their seats and you and your fiancé and any wedding party members that you want to stand beside you for your ceremony And remember that you needn't have anyone standing up with you if you don't want them to be. They could be seated, they could be in the front row, second row, or simply standing with the other guests. That's all great too. But whomever you want to have standing up there with the front with you can move to the ceremony space. And if you want to know more about this approach of the welcome and warm-up, celebrant Nat Sproul goes into this in more detail. It's the best episode. Episode number 33, how to create a banger wedding ceremony vibe with no apologies. Now again, traditionally this space, this ceremony space that you're moving to, it's generally denoted with an altar of some description. So some couples love an arch, an arbor, a wooden display, or plinths with floral arrangements, freestanding floral installations, a banner, material, ribbons, a particularly beautiful tree, or any space that seems to be a naturally gorgeous setting. But really, it could be the shoreline of a beach, a lake, or a river. What you're wanting to do is to be in a setting that you love, that makes you feel great. Bonus points if it looks great in photos, but really, it's secondary. Now, when it comes to deciding who you would like to include in your processional, I've seen some interesting additions in my time. As well as the couple themselves, their wedding party and their immediate relatives, I've also witnessed lots of pets with varying degrees of success. I've seen beer, flower and baguette dudes, you know, baguette like uh, the French uh, long roll, an entire immediate family as a group with the bride. So it was about eight to ten people. And lots of kids of different ages. So a dance teacher having their wedding and having lots of kids coming down the aisle. And my three best tips for anyone included in the processional, in addition to my golden rule of, you know, they have to want to do it first. Number one, if you can rehearse it, please do. Number two, if the children are under five, have low expectations or ditch it. And number three, if you're wanting to include your pet, get a pet chaperone. And to wrap this all up with a bow, let's talk about the how. So 
you know, coming down the aisle, walking, dancing, riding a horse, tandem bike, zipline, sidecar, gondola, skateboarding, inline skating, bottom line, however you bloody well want to. Now, if you are wanting to do a processional, but you're worried about crying, head on back to episode number six, which is seven strategies to help you not cry on your wedding day, because there are heaps of great hacks in there to help you. And I would highly recommend doing at least a processional practice in your shoes if possible. It's not just about the grass, gravel, pebbles or incline of your walk, although they do play a part in your confidence or lack thereof, but more to work through any worries that you have before all eyes are on you. Now, I've deliberately put this part, the song or music part, at the end of this episode. I know that for the majority of engaged couples, this is the most important thing about the processional. But from what I've witnessed, it really isn't the case. So I'd like to share and explain a bit about what I've seen, what I've heard, and what I've experienced when it comes to the choice of processional song or songs that a couple chooses to enter or start their ceremony with. I know how crucial, important, and meaningful that choice can be for a lot of engaged couples. And I get where that comes from too. Your processional music is a big signal of the mood that you're building and pivotal to the soundscape of your celebration in general. Some people will prefer to select music that is symbolic in meaning, so a favourite artist or a song from a particular time with a certain tempo, maybe upbeat versus a ballad, with poetic lyrics or an instrumental. The choice of one song versus many songs is a very personal one, and it's going to depend on the length of the song or songs that you choose, how many groups of people are entering, the length of your aisle, and your ability to seamlessly shift, transition, or fade in and out from one to the other, or your stylistic or personal choice. You might have always thought of a particular song as your song. You want to walk in to that song and anyone else who's walking in the processional gets a different song. Completely your choice, knock yourself out. But what I find even more important than that choice, that decision, is your feeling towards that song, those songs, than the song itself. I've heard people use classical pieces, comedic ditties, heavy metal jams, pop hits, torch songs, and jazz standard classics. And for my money, it's the meaning you place on your music that gives it its gravitas in that moment. So in other words, if you love it, it shows. So what I will always recommend every day of the week is that you choose a meaningful song with an appropriate tempo or rhythmic speed for the atmosphere you're trying to create instead of what's popular. And if you're concerned about the appropriateness of the lyrics of your chosen song or songs, try finding an instrumental version. The Vitamin String Quartet are a great example. Or book in a musician, duo, band or ensemble to bring it to life for you with a new interpretation. One of my all-time favourite processional song choices of the last 15 years is that of a gorgeous and gender-inclusive couple of mine who will actually get married next year. They are smart, funny, and a bit cheeky by nature. And they told me recently that they intend to use an instrumental version of a 90s boy band hit song 
I can't reveal that just yet, that has a tongue-in-cheek title. I think their choice is brilliant and hilarious at the same time. Those who might see their choices inappropriate or not solemn enough for the occasion won't even recognise the melody. But for those that do, every time that they hear that song, it'll remind them of this couple and their special moment forever. And that's the kind of impact that will make their processional song especially meaningful and fun for my couple too. And I'd love to finish off this episode with a quick story about one of my brides many, many years ago and how she handled her processional. It is something that has stuck in my mind and I'm sure the memories of her guests too for a very long time because it was so incredible but so very, very simple too. So my bride asked me at her ceremony rehearsal how she should best come down the aisle, as in what should she be doing as she walked down the aisle arm in arm with her dad? And my response was that because so many people are super self-conscious when they walk down the aisle, they're nervous, a little sheepish, you know, they walk with their head down and they don't really engage with any of their guests, that if she had the confidence and the energy to actually look at her guests, to look at her family and friends in the eye, to really enjoy her walk, to engage with people, just a a high, a, you know, whatever, a high five, whatever. It would be incredible energy-wise and as a cue to everyone else that you plan to have fun and this isn't a sit still and shut up kind of ceremony. But that was at her rehearsal a day or two prior and I had completely forgotten what I'd said to the bride. So when myself and her future husband were waiting at the top of the stairs for her during the ceremony and she sweeps on in with a megawatt smile and starts shaking hands, hugging, high-fiving, finger-gunning and dead set loving herself sick as she came down the aisle, the guests went wild. Her guests went wild and I could not have loved it more. It set the most incredible tone for their wedding. The ceremony was just, it was like fireworks. It was so good. And in those tiny micro gestures as she came down the aisle, she said, this is me and I'm stoked to be here and I'm so grateful for you. Just with her eyes, just with a couple of finger guns, (laughs) just with you know, grabbing someone's hand and shaking it on the way through, it just showed her joy. It showed her enthusiasm and it was infectious. And this is what I wish for, for you. In however you have your ceremony start, do it with intention, do it because you love it and have no regrets. That about wraps it up for this episode of the Unbridly Podcast. For the links and resources we mentioned, please head to the show notes. And if you love the show, please review and subscribe on the podcast platform you're on now so you don't miss out on a single episode. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, weddings are a team sport. Catch you soon.